This is episode 64 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. Let's stick with the Steady Trade philosophy, okay? Let's not be impulsive. Let's not get FOMO. Let's not rush into things. And Steven Johnson. I think I'm ready to be a dad. There's a girl that I really like and I'm just ready to plant the seed. Plant the seed and pop the question. Sorry, ladies. Today, Tim and Steven wrap up this 14-part marathon series reviewing Tim Sykes' trader checklist. And now, we're ready to do something even more special. How would you like to be personally mentored by either Tim Bowen or Jeevan Stansa? Well, this upcoming weekend, September 29th through October 1st, 2018, Tim and Steven will be at the Trader and Investor Summit Conference in Orlando, Florida. Now, that event is already sold out, but if you listen to the Steady Trade Podcast and you will be attending that conference, you will have the opportunity to audition for a new Steady Trade series we're calling the Ultimate Steady Trade Paper Trading Challenge. It just kind of rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Think of it as Steady Trade meets Survivor, or The Voice, or American Ninja Warriors, or any other reality TV show where people compete Winners win and losers lose, and eventually, a single champion is left standing. We will be selecting six individuals this upcoming weekend in Orlando. Three people will be mentored by Tim, and three will be mentored by Steven. Now, this will be a paper trading competition using the Stocks to Trade platform, so you will not be risking any real money in this competition. Now, if you're interested, and if you will be attending the conference to audition for this in person, Shoot us a quick email at admin at steadytrade.com or write a comment under this episode on the Steady Trade website. More details will be provided at the conference. Now, it's potentially a six-month commitment. If you're selected, Tim and Steven will personally mentor you in creating your paper trading trading plans. Some of that will be recorded and used as material for upcoming episodes of the Steady Trade podcast. The person with the lowest amount each month goes home. And at the end of the competition, we will award the first ever Ultimate Steady Trader Paper Trading Challenge, whatever we're calling it, winner! And that winner will get a year subscription to Stocks to Trade Pro, where you can drop the paper trading and have Tim Bowen start mentoring you for real. The Ultimate Steady Trade Paper Trading Challenge, coming soon to a podcast near you. I'm sorry, Stephen, Stephen wanted me to say that. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast, and it is the last episode of the... I don't want to have to record any more podcasts with you. Series. It's the last episode of Steady Trade. It's, it's done. We're it's done? Ready. It's over. Uh, I, missed, I, I missed one of the ep- one too many shows drunk, and it's finished. It was, it was a tough year, but I made it. Damn it. <laughs> I just put my head down, nose of the grindstone, and I made it. I knew there was light at the end of the tunnel. Every day you were just like, I'm a marine, I can get through this. I'm a marine, I can get through this. Think back to me, torture training. I, I, I can make it. That remember, remember, I, I admire the military more than anything, but I'm not, I, I'm not ex-military. I get asked that a lot, but I wish not, I was. Not. I wish I was, but I'm not. So. No, but it's been, a funny, it's been a funny ride when you think about it. I mean, let's just, let's just uh, recollect nostalgically, because that's the only way we can. It's been a year of the Steady Trade podcast. It's it's come away, and then we met each other about six six months before that, or something like that. I believe I it was, yeah, yep, yep. So, and I, I think I've said this before, but I remember the first the first Skype conversation we had. You were saying, 
just don't quit. That was one of the first things you said. It was on Skype. You're like, whatever you do with your trading, just just don't quit. And uh, and it's and it's and it's super super true. There's been some horrendous times, uh, but honestly, and I, I've read a few books, and we've talked about different books that we've had on the podcast, but. You get the mistakes burnt out of you, and you get discipline burnt out of you. Uh, this, yeah, I think you know it's it's with trading. I use this analogy a lot. It's like, you know, at some point, you just have to get sick of you know slamming your fingers in the car door, you know, you know, beating your head against the wall. And I think we all go through that. Now, maybe some of us, it's maybe some of us, it takes a week. Maybe some of us, it takes a month. Again, you know, I know some of these guys that are really successful in trading and they'll say it took them five years and these guys are some of the best of the best. You don't know them. They're not on Twitter, but they'll say five, six years before it clicked to them. And, you know, it, it, it is, you just, it's like anything. You got to make those mistakes to learn from the mistakes. Yeah. And, and it's funny. And it's, but I mean, as long as you can see, as long as you can see growth and progress, I think like, cause it'll definitely not like I'll, I'll definitely be taking some losses in the future as well. And then I'll definitely be doing stupid stuff. I just feel at a part now where like, I was just saying to you, I think on WhatsApp and you guys don't have WhatsApp in America that much days. It's weird, but um, we, we do, but it's just, you know, we, 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 we're able to use iMessage and text messaging, <laughs> you know, in, in the land of the free and the home of the brave, we can use whatever messaging platform we want. We don't have yeah. to use these shady encrypted platforms. And and I, and I can't talk about this publicly because someone in the government might be listening <laughs> to ever reference the country or location. But uh, I was just saying to you the other day, and I will not labor on, we'll go into this series and get to the final part, but BHC was the first swing short that I've taken over a year because I've had swing shorts burnt out of me. It's been that, yes. wow, I, I, I thought, I didn't realize it'd been that long. Okay. Uh, I think it's it's been since AFMD, which was maybe at least eight months ago, a good eight months ago, I think six months ago, max. But anyway, I haven't done it and I will never do it. But uh, BHC was the first stock in a long time that I thought was actually worth doing. And it was because of the, in the SEC filings, they were, they were giving away $100 million worth of stock, I read. Uh, yeah, and VHC is just, I mean, they've been talking about this. I don't know if it was Apple or Microsoft. They've been talking about this lawsuit I think I was talking about this one stocks to trade pro this morning. It first spiked in 2010. I can't remember if this Apple news goes back that far, but it goes back at least like five years. And they just, they rehash this news. It pops, it fades. They rehash it, pops, it fades. Yeah. And and that was the difference. And I mean, we'll not get too much into charts, but like, that's the difference that I've learned with stuff like MNKD where MNKD today like was high volume. It doesn't. It was a high flow, but it was a lot of volume pre-market. Looks like a pretty real company. I think it's revenues. It actually, I, I think it actually doesn't lose money, which is weird for a penny stock. And look what's happened. Is it ended up squeezing it today. But something with VHC, it's got more of a pattern of like consistently failing. You know what yeah, I mean? And, and, and if you're curious, you know, what, what Stephen is talking about, kind of what I'm talking about, I mean, bring up the 10-year chart on VHC and you'll see it's like, it's like the, the penny stock shorting dream because it just spikes, drops, spikes, drops. And it's done that, I don't know, six times in six years. Yeah, and it, but it doesn't even like spike as in daily, multi-day, it just gaps and drops and gaps yep. and drops. 
And, and there's a huge difference between VHC and MNKD. And now I can see the difference when you say I used to short everything that moved. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, I know what you mean. Cause I don't short stuff like MNKD anymore. Cause I've what? learned my lesson. <laughs> it, it, it took a, it took a year of, of two hours a week on podcasts <laughs> plus stocks of trade pro bust a bunch of nasty text messages, <laughs> mean emails, you know, but, but, but we got there. Damn it. Yeah, now I don't now I don't short everything that moves. But uh, let's, I think, and part of the, what has probably helped me through the process is definitely uh, Greg LX21's speech, uh, which is just on a previous episode, and Roland's interview, which is another previous episode, which was really, really good stuff. And the Trader Checklist series, that makes you realize that you should only take the best setups. Uh, let's kind of review the highlights and uh, rock and roll into it, Joe. And yeah, and just, just remember, just real quick, if you happen to be stumbling across this episode and it's your first episode or one of your first, definitely go back through the catalog. We've done an entire, this is, I think, the 14th episode on Trader Checklist where we break it down and offer our input. And then remember, one of the reasons we're going over Trader Checklist is it's a great resource and it's free. I mean, I think I say this every episode, so it's the 14th time. But if you're interested in trading, and even if you've, you're broke, you're building your account, whatever, it's free, just like the Steady Trade Podcast. I mean, there's no reason not to go to TraderChecklist.com or just search for Trader Checklist on uh, YouTube. It's, all, it's on YouTube for free as well. Yeah, and, and just one other thing. I, I read a lot of comments because I always check back at the comments of what people are saying. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, I, 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 I listen to you guys when I'm on the treadmill. I listen to you guys when I'm in the gym or when I'm running. So I just want to say to you, if you're listening to this while you're running right now, run faster, run faster. You're not running fast enough. Get run faster. <laughs> you're not doing a good job. Stop being lazy. <laughs> just want to. <laughs> Someone will be listening to it. Running. You're, you're not it's mean enough. You're not mean enough. Though. If, if I was listening to that <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm on the treadmill and you're like, hey, go faster. I'd be like, shut up. Run, I'm not going any faster. faster. <laughs> fat lazy piece of shit. You're a there, fat lazy Okay. Okay. We're you're getting there. We're getting... <laughs> Run faster. You piece of shit. You're, you're nothing to nobody. You're a no good person to society. Run faster. You piece of shit. <laughs> All right. First clip. That sucks as well. Get better at stocks. Lose weight. Here are 10 tips uh, that I think will help you. Number one, making millions from very little is tough, but it is possible with enough hard work dedication, patience, study, tools, and ideally mentorship. I'm not here to say that everyone's going to be a millionaire and that this is all going to happen overnight. This is not some get-rich-quick BS scheme, okay? It takes time. Even my top millionaire students and I, it took us several years to get wealthy. Number two, uh, stocks to trade software helps you find the best stocks to trade and it makes research easier. And we want to reward you for watching this guide and, you know, being invested in your tools and in your future rather than just wanting hot stock picks, which is what too many people who contact me want. So if you email admin at timothysites.com, we will give you special pricing. And I think this is a must-use piece of software, a must-use tool in your arsenal. Um, it just makes life easier. Because we have so much data, so many websites piping in. We have upcoming features like uh, multi-broker integration and paper trading. And it's just the best way to really partake in my strategy. So a couple things I want to comment on. And, you know, really, 
Bullet number one, totally agree with Tim that the, the mentorship aspect of, of trading. I think uh, we joked in the beginning of this episode, but you know, as many of you probably know, I do a mentorship program in the Stocks to Trade Pro program where I do twice daily webinars, you know, review trades, discuss strategy and all these things with you know, new and intermediate and even advancing traders. And, but it's funny that we uh, kind of talked about this and Steven said, hey, you know, it took me you know, six months, nine months till I quit trying to short everything, quit holding these shorts that weren't working over multiple days and weeks and so on and so forth. And I think that there is a great value in having a mentor because, I mean, there's a lot of material out there. Trader checklist is, I don't know, 14, 15 hours, maybe even longer. I can't remember. It's a lot of material, but if it's just you in the charts, it can be difficult to digest that. So I think a mentor is very, very valuable in trading. Yep, definitely. And I've said this before, and I said this on YouTube the other day. It's it's good. It's very good to be shown over your first 12 months of learning uh, really exactly what you should do, what the pitfalls are, uh, where you shouldn't make mistakes. And then after that, just really trying to find out on your own what's your strategy, what's your path, what works for you. And, and yeah, and some people learn faster than others. But one thing I will say is, you you need you need to want to be a trader uh, more than anything else. In yeah, the world. I think you that's a that's a great point. Badly. I'm glad you mentioned that because you know I say this a lot. I mean, if you're here because you just want to make some money, man, you're probably going to struggle. I mean, if you got to if you got to make a car payment in two weeks and you think trading penny stocks is going to get you there. No. Not saying you can't do it, but man, you're probably setting yourself up for failure. You need to eat, sleep, and love this shit. I mean, I look at back when I got started, told this story. I mean, I had a business. Nobody made me get up, okay? I was the owner. I could roll in at noon if I wanted to. I was getting up at 5 a.m. to study charts, to read the news, to watch video lessons, to create my own watch list because I had a passion for it. So great point. But man, as much as we want everybody to listen, if you're just here just to quote unquote make a bunch of money, whew, uh, I don't know. I mean, you got to love this stuff. Yeah. And, and I just like, and I mean, I don't think you need to like, we're talking to Roland the other day and Roland's like, no, I don't do 10 hours a day at all, at all anymore. Like you don't have to do it all of the time, but like you seriously, seriously need periods of like eat, sleep, live, breathe it constantly like as many hours as you possibly can in the day for like long stretches of time for three and six months and then maybe take a break. You've been out a bit and then just go back at it again. Yeah. And um, there's, there's always times. I mean, August was, you know, we had a little bit of a weed stock run this August, but overall August was pretty lame. I mean, you could tell Roland was just like, I mean, yeah, if you watch those other episodes, you could tell he was just like complete surfer dude, whatever, man, you know, he was just riding August out, you know? Yeah, and and I think it's worth like for people to ask themselves like why why are you doing this? What's the purpose? What why are you committing all this time? Because if you're going to give so much time to something, you need to really understand why. Like for me, it was always I was playing poker in Australia and I gave up on it, and for eight years I regretted giving up. And I promised myself I'll never give anything up again. And that always comes back when I'm like, God, sick of trading, quit. It always comes back to us the next day, Stephen. You you can't quit because look at the regret you felt for giving up poker when you're quite good at it. So you've got, to, you've got to also ask yourself, what's the reason? Is it for your child's future? Is it a, because you actually feel like it's the only way you can have some freedom? 
what's the reason? I think it's really important. What's your reason? Uh, you know, my I mean, biggest thing to me, if I had to put the one reason is I, you know, I realized, uh, you know, this goes back to kind of, I've given presentations on this, you know, my business was successful, but I had created myself a 24 hour job and I recognized whether it be reading Tim Ferriss or Gary Vee or whoever, I quickly realized that, especially once you have kids, it's like time. I mean, you can always make more money. I mean, I can go, I mean, I've got carpentry skills. I can, I can go mow lawn and make 50 bucks today. Okay. I can always make more money, but I can't get that time back. And that's what always had, had really driven me towards trading because again, I, I had 10,000 customers, 20 employees, but that freaking phone would go off. I mean, not every day, but quite frequently, 24 hours a day, I might get a call. Somebody was, customer was unhappy, employee didn't show up, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't like leave for three days. I mean, I would travel, but I'd still have that stupid phone yeah. on me, you know, and to me, I wasn't going to look back and, you know, business was what doing well. I wasn't going to look back at my kid's graduation and be like, well, I made a lot of money, but I didn't spend any fucking time with my kids. You know, that, that, that is what trading is to me. Yeah, and, and you know what it is? About a year and a half ago when I first met you, I wouldn't have said this, but in the year and a half of we've known each other, I'm like, I think I'm ready to be a dad. I think I'm ready to I think I'm ready to meet meet the I've met a girl who I like. I'm not gonna say anything more, but Ooh, I think I'm ready see, to I didn't know that's where you were going. I thought, you know, I was afraid <laughs> that after yeah, I'm after ready. the yeah, after this fourteen months, I thought this okay, shoo. No, okay, I'm ready to. I'm plant glad you found the girl because that's not where I thought you were headed with this. No, no, I think there's a girl that I really like, and I'm just ready to plant the seed, <laughs> plant the seed, and pop the question. I swear. But let's not go on about it more. Like, if it how about let's like- let's stick with the steady trade <laughs> philosophy? Okay, let's not be impulsive. Let's not get FOMO. Let's not rush I'm into things. Yeah. Let, let's 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 let these things play out. How about we do that? I'm very so- impulsive, and I've been burnt. In life and in trading. Okay, next. So clip. before we move on to the next clip, though, remember um, this this trader checklist is a couple years old. But be sure to, if you're watching this, or if you're you know if you're watching trader checklist, you know you can email admin at timothysykes.com. It changes. I don't know what the deal is now. You might have it. It might be a different deal six months from now or a year from now. But if you're watching this, for sure, email admin at Timothy Sykes. Stephen and I are very biased, obviously. But I mean, no BS. I used to subscribe to probably close to 10 different websites and services, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 150 bucks. I was spending probably three, four, 500 a month for all these different software packages. I had to log into all of them. I had to go all these different places. If you're interested, Stocks to Trade is, I mean, again, we're biased. I think it's badass. And email admin at timothysykes.com for a special. Yeah, and and I was going about this, and I I never give it justice. But you're looking at this soft. You're looking at screens for eight hours a day. So you want something that is aesthetically pleasing on the eye, something that's nice to look at, and something that delivers a lot of different complex information in a very simple way. That's the last of the plug, but it's just my personal belief, and it's why I've liked it, and it's why I wanted to to do the podcast and stuff as well. Well, let's, let's roll on. Next clip. Number three, studying the past and present helps you be better prepared for the future. 
I cannot say this enough. I am a glorified history teacher, okay? I'm teaching you about patterns and stocks and plays and trends and industries and rules that have worked in the past. And, you know, it's not going to be an exact replica of the future, but you get a pretty good idea of what has worked in the past and is currently working will probably be working the majority of the time in the future. Now, that's not to say that I have some magic formula that's going to, you know, win me 100% of the time. Remember, even my top students and I only win 70, 75% of the time. Um, but studying the past does help you prepare. Nothing compares to real world experience, but Unless you want to spend the same 18 years that it took me to learn all of this stuff, I suggest you learn from my experience because I've tried to boil it down and tried to just, you know, help cut down your learning time. Number four, no matter how bad you want success or how much you research, you can be wrong on any trade and investment. This is so, so, so important. I hear too many people who get too cocky about any one play or any one stock and they go all in or they bet more than they have and they use leverage because they're so sure and they say, well, you know, you got to go big or go home. That is not the right way to win in the long run. Yeah, yeah, go big or go home. I don't think that works in any situation. And Well, unless you're adding to a winner. I mean, it's like, I know you were starting this clip, but it's like, there's a difference between, and and what Sykes talks about is, there's a difference between being wrong and going big and and being right and going big. I mean, you know, not that we would ever, you know, we're not certified financial planners here. We're podcasters, but not that we would ever recommend using all of your account. But I mean, one of your best trades, you used all of your account, but you were adding to a freaking winner. You weren't adding to a loser. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point, actually. Uh, and that's, that's exactly true. Now, if you, like me, have trouble cutting losses, which I definitely have, sometimes I just look at a $500 loss and I think, oh, I cannot cut this. And it always becomes a $1,500 one. Always. It never if gets better. Have- That never gets better. So if you have that problem, which most, most, most people will have at some point, especially new people learning, because there's no way it's just me, the only way around it is to not add to losers. The only way around it is to only add to winners. So if you start in a position small, and the trade's still a bit like, say, I always talk from a short position because it's what I know, but if if you start in short and that stock is holding up, you, you can always just get out and you're like, I've only lost 20 bucks, 30 bucks. You can always get out. And if it does what you want it to do, add to the winner, add to the winner, add to the winner. And then if it does pop up for any reason, you, you cut it break even. And if it does work out, then you are right. So you can yeah, take a size and win. So many times new traders, they, they can't understand how, you know, like somebody like Michael Good that's been around for 15 years and he's got like a 50% win rate, or it might be under 50, to be honest with you. He might have like a 40% win rate. And it's like, how can he be a millionaire trader? But it's exactly what Stephen just said. You can lose all the time, but if you don't add to the losers and you, and you add to the winners, I mean, I always use it. I call it the rule of five. You know, if you're a small trader, you can lose 300 bucks, or I'm sorry, lose 100 bucks four days a week and if you make a good trade and you make 500, you're still green on, at the end of the week. Now, remember, none of us are probably going to be happy with a $100 green week, but think about the, met- the idea behind that. You have a 20% win rate and you're green on the week. 
but that's because you cut at 100 on Monday, you cut it 100 on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday you hit a good one, and now you're green on the week. And, 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 and that's the thing, like, people, people think that, oh, well, if you're only going to cut at 100, you can never make 1,000, <laughs> but you can. You can do it over and over and over again, but you need the right circumstances, you need the right stock, you need something that is up too much for not a very good reason, or it is diluting, or there is uh, warrants out. And the and the and and once and like, like I say, I mean, you can take a hundred loss, hundred loss, hundred loss. But once you average into that winner and you get a good entry on it, you can easily have a twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollar trade, which is fourteen to one risk reward. You only need one. You only need one or two a month. That's it. And and back to Sykes' point of the past, you know. Uh, we, I, I, again, I always attribute it to Mark Twain. I think that's who I stole it from, but he said, you know, the, the past or, or, or the past doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. And that's, I totally agree with Sykes. I mean, I look at what well, we talked about it in the intros, VHC, the stock that Steven shorted recently, the stock was a good short in 2010. You know, don't quote me on the years. I'm, you know, roughly, but 2010, 2012, 2014, like every two years, the HC is a good short. The past repeats in these penny stocks. That's why we love these low price stocks because number one, we talk about these former runners. When they get going, not, not, again, nothing's guaranteed. They don't all do this, but frequently, repeatably, you can buy that run up and you can short that backside, and it's the same tickers. I mean, the HMNYs, the dries, I mean, the VHCs. There's tickers that I've traded this year that I traded in 2008. And not that the patterns are exactly the same, but the past does repeat in penny stocks, and that's why we love penny stocks so much. Yeah, it's all the usual suspects. I mean, I've been around two years now and there's not often I'll see a ticker that I don't, I don't really know. I almost know the companies and know the sectors. So if you're thinking I am just absolutely lost with all of this, you definitely, the usual suspects come back over and over and over again. But just the last thing I'll say is it took me like, like you don't know how many crazy people in penny stocks are just shortening and adding and adding and adding. And I, I, I've been through a horrendous phase of thinking, I know better than everyone, and I can just. I, we have a, we I, have an epic three part. I think we I think we ended up going four part trilogy on that four part. What's a what's a four parter? Is that a quad quadology? What, what comes after trilogy? Right? Nothing, because no one messes up that many times. <laughs> <laughs> Except I'm the only person that to warrant a four part series. But um, but just please, like, don't sh- don't short fifty two week highs. Don't add to your losers. Don't think it's up too much. It can come down more. Like I have gone through all of these lessons. And, but more importantly, don't add to losers, especially not more than like once and definitely not size you can't afford. And then the, the last point Sykes makes is just like, and actually this is, Stephen makes a great point. Doesn't matter what you think. Well, let, let's use Stephen's example. You know, it doesn't matter how sketchy this company is. It doesn't matter how bad the fundamentals are. None of, none of that matters. I mean, nah. they, they could be located in a mailboxes, et cetera. You know, a, a, we've seen that in the past. They can have one employee. They can have a, 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 an ex-felon for a CEO. I mean, there can be every red flag in the world. The market ultimately does not care because you could have 50 red flags on this stock. And if the market, Whereas day traders, swing traders, algos, whatever, if they get behind it, 
you get smoked and you're gone way before that thing comes back to earth. And, and I'm just using this as an example because Steven led into it. And that happens on the long side. I don't care if, they, if you think these guys are going to cure cancer. I don't care if you think that they're going to clean up the Pacific garbage patch. I don't care if they're going to put a man on, you know, a colony on the moon. If that price just drops every day, does not matter. Only no. price matters. And that is something you have to get through your head if you're going to trade these low price stocks. So, yeah. And, and, and that's, it's just so important that as well, it's so important to, to 50% of your thinking is forming a plan and a thesis. And the other 50% is thinking, is this doing what I think it's going to do? And if it's not doing what I think it's going to do, there's something wrong with me plan. I mean, I mean, a perfect example would be you could go back to the week of, it'd be last week. So the last week of August, you know, we talked about Cron a lot. This, it's a weed, it's a NASDAQ listed weed stock. Beautiful chart for weeks and weeks and weeks. What happens? Randomly out of the blue, Citron Research, you know, a big activist hedge fund, they, got, they, they move stocks when they come out negative. Cron drops like $4 in one day, and it's all the way back to where it came from. But that day, you know, you can't stay long when Citron bashes your weed stock. You're crazy. So, you can have this thesis, you can have this plan, but once you're in that trade, you got to take the price action. And if that thing drops four bucks a share intraday, you got to stop out or you're not going to be around for the next one. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, think, I think we've hit it home enough now, but it's just so important to have a plan and then just really stick to the plan and watch the price action and think, is this going according to my plan? Don't, don't, let, don't let the thesis top the price action. It should be the other way around. Number five, trade scared. So you're not scared to trade. Cut losses quickly if you're wrong. Don't double up, don't triple up, and don't feel like you always have to be in a trade. Which brings me to number six, focus on small gains as they add up to millions over time. Remember, $1,000 in profits on a trade times 1,000 times equals $1 million. Now, I know that you're not going to win every single time, so don't change what I'm trying to say here, okay? I understand that you're not going to win a 1,000 out of a 1,000. But this example I bring up because I want you to think how to actually get to a million, you know? I have a DVD called How to Make Millions, and this is pretty much the prime lesson of that 35-hour DVD. If you've watched it, small gains add up over time. And obviously, as your account grows, you know, you don't just have to take a $1,000 profit. You can sometimes take a 5000 or a 20000 or even a $100,000 profit. But small gains add up. So I feel like I, 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 didn't, I did not review the 10 rules, I will be honest. I watched Trader Checklist, but it was a while ago. Um, but you get these things so beat into your head over time because they're good rules. But I kind of jumped ahead a little bit. You know, um, yeah. I, did it, I did it a little differently, but Sykes' $1,000 trades was very similar to kind of that analogy I used with the rule of five. You know, he's basically saying... You know, and for, for a lot of you guys just getting started, you'd be like, holy crap, a thousand bucks. But the, the analogy is, is appropriate. It basically mirrors what I said is, you know, I used 500. But I mean, you can turn those $100 profits into $1,000 profits over time, but you can't do that if you blow up. And we say this all the time, no one trade is going to make your career. 
uh, you know, I, I mean, if you got a $20,000 account, you ain't making a million dollars in a trade, but one trade can ruin your account. I mean, you can lose yeah. half of your, I mean, remember we talk about shorting a lot. You know, you know, remember one of the biggest issues with shorting, you can lose your entire account. You can lose more than your entire account. If you're leveraged up and your broker doesn't buy in, you know, so no one trade can make you, but one trade can ruin you. So now take that $1,000 times 1,000 trades and jump back to number five and you have to trade scared. I mean, in these sketchy stocks, you're not tougher. You're not smarter. You're not better than any penny stock. And I mean... And Tim Sex also says being in and out like a sniper as well. And sometimes you've got to be in and out of the market. You do not want to be fighting that current. You do not want to be fighting that wave. But, but the, the most important thing that I want to add is it's very easy saying a rule and it's harder to stick to it. And a lot of the stock market is just once you know the rules and once you know the education, it's a battle against yourself. So what I've found is you've really got to be questioning why you're trading on a daily basis. So if you sit down at that computer and you think, I just want to feel good, or I'm bored, so I'm going to do something. If you're not thinking, I want to reach me long-term goals and ambitions of being a successful trader, and I'm going to trade scared, and I'm going to take the best opportunities only if they come. If you're not thinking like that, you really need to take a day off. You really need to walk away from your screen. Because if you're, if you, I mean, you can have the right long-term objective of thinking, I want to be a successful trader, and I'm going to do this studying. But if on the day you're not psychologically right, you, you risk and blown up your account and it's so easy to do. Yeah. You've, I mean, you've probably heard me say in this in stocks trade pro a lot of times, especially back in August, you know, I'm looking at the stocks of the day, running the scans, looking at what we're doing. And there was a few times I'm like, if this is what I have to trade right here and I, you know, I'm a degenerate. I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm taking the dog. I'm reading a book that happened a lot in August, but you know, it takes experience, but you need to recognize Okay, am I here, like Steven said, just to get some action or am I here because there's a good setup and, and a setup that fits what's working for me right now? And, and that's why the trader checklist is, is, is very useful and practical. And that's why maybe Greg's LX21's four-star, five-star theory is very helpful because if, if you can ask yourself beforehand, is this a four-star trade? Is this a 75 if it's not, you kind of know that you're, you're just trying to gamble because you're bored. And if, you, if you're trying to take a trade that's not a good trade, really, really should just be walking away. I mean, I've, I've, and I've done it myself. I know, know it's like, day, you know, it's like, oh, I'll just, I can, maybe, maybe I can just make a quick couple hundred bucks on a slow day. And, they and end up good. being the worst days, the worst days, man. But why do you want to make the few hundred? Why do you want to make the few hundred? Just to feel good? Exactly. Like, I feed the market on a quiet day. Yep, yep. That's what it comes down to. It's like, I'm better. I can, I can even scrape from the barrel. And then those, those days end up being like the $5,000 losses. And you're like, ah. <laughs> I've done some crazy stuff. Like, I was just like, ah, oh, this stock's cracked and I've missed it, but I'll just go bigger size and I'll write it a little bit. Like, you think the most mental things, oh, maybe yeah, it's just me. I don't think so. I think... Everyone just thinks the most mental things. Well, I think, you know, and again, I don't think you ever get beyond that. But what happens is you get the experience and you catch yourself. You know, again, you'll hear me do that in STT Pro. I'll start talking about this and then I'll be like, whoa, no, let's wait till later in the day. Let's see if this thing holds up. 
Let's see I'll if see this happens. Yeah, you know, and and I don't think you I don't think you ever get rid of it. I think you just get more cognizant that it's like, whoa, wait a minute, am I just getting FOMO'd here or whatever? No, but I mean, I noticed that on Socks of Trade Pro with your discipline, it's like you're like you're not even thinking about the next three hours. You're thinking I'm going to take this trade in the afternoon if it does that, and that's it. Yep. And you see that a lot with you, and you're like, there's no random times. There's no I'm going to guess the price action. There's no, I'm just going to get in on this. It's like, no, I'm going to stick to my plan and I'm going to run with my plan. And if you don't do that and you be like me, you'll feel like you've gone 12 rounds with Mike Tyson and you'll be getting the shit knocked out of you. Yeah, I tell you, it's, it's one of those things. And I think that's where you get to that point. It's like, and again, I still break my plans. I, I mean, I, I, no way am I perfect, but it's funny how you do that. And that's why I love the index card type thing where you write that plan down, you put it on your keyboard, and when you're staring at that thing, I mean, excuse my language, you just feel like an asshole if you're not stopping out where you said you would stop out. And I think that that is a, you know, a, a great thing. Write, write it down. And if you're stopping out at 10.50, then stop out at 10.50 and then reattack later in the day, next day, whatever. But, but eventually, and this is the last thing I'll say before we go to the next clip, but like, eventually you've been on so many rides where you've been down. You've been on so many rides that it becomes easier to shut the platform down than to put yourself at risk of going on another ride. That's in yep. my experience with something. It's like, I am not going through that sinking feeling, heart's beating. I've got sweat on me palms. And I'm thinking, I'm going to have to tell the guys I've given up trading again. I can't go through that. I can't have to tell people I'm giving up again because I did one more stupid mistake. Next clip. Number seven. This guide is just the beginning of your education, not the end all. You need constant study. You need constant preparation. These are the keys to success. Also, number eight. This is so important. Do not copy pics or alerts from anyone else. Learn what's working with other traders and learn what patterns are working in trends and industries, but you have to adapt. Okay, do not think that if you get a pick from me that you should go out and buy it. I don't want you following my alerts. I don't want you following alerts from anybody. I share my alerts sometimes actually. Now I do some live trading videos which I just started where I don't even alert because I just want you to learn from the trade from the beginning to the end all on live video. But when I send out an alert, I want you seeing what I see. Why am I buying a stock? Why am I shorting it? Remember, I trade with such a small account, I'm not always in a trade just for the profits, like 99.999% of people out there. I'm in a trade for education. I want you learning in real time. Am I right in my thesis? Am I wrong in my thesis? What do I do if I'm wrong in my thesis? What do I do if I'm right? When do I take profits? When do I cut losses? How do I react? I want you modeling the habits of other successful traders. Um, I think number seven is, is self-explanatory. I mean, we talk about that every steady trade podcast. I mean, you got to work, you got to study. Um, number eight, though, I will comment on. I think this is huge. Um, man, just, I know it's so hard for everybody. I mean, I started out following alerts. Steven probably started. I, I think everybody, Got whether it be like, following alerts. whether it be Jim Cramer on mad money. I mean, I used to, I mean, when I was getting started, I would like watch mad money 
and like trade Jim Cramer stocks. I mean, that's how stupid I was. But I think we all kind of start there because it just sounds right. It's like, hey, this guy's, you know, talking about this reason to buy this stock and, and, and he just bought it. Well, if he's buying it, why wouldn't I buy it? You know, it's like, I don't know. It's like you're at a restaurant and a guy orders a, a, a dinner and you're like, well, that looks good. I might as well order what I'll get what he got, you know, but um, don't follow alerts, fight the temptation. Um, Sykes talks about what he does again, back to stocks to trade pro. I don't do alerts. When, when they asked me about doing a mentorship program, I said, I am more than happy to do it. I will talk about trades. I'll talk about potential setups. I'll talk about charts, technicals, all these things that go into trading, but I am not doing alerts. I have no desire to send out an alert that says, bye, 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 like Jim Cramer says. So I know it's hard and I know some of you might listen, some of you might not, but I feel obligated to tell you just if you've done it in the past, quit. If you haven't done it, don't do it. Fight the temptation to follow alerts. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know anyone in the history of trading that's ever made money on the long term from following alerts. And the worst thing that can possibly happen is you make money on your first one or two because it's, it puts, sets it by precedence and you will lose overall on the long term. But the worst, the only thing I'll add is the worst thing about following alerts is you should really be trading your plan and you should be trading a setup that you're familiar with so you know exactly when it looks incorrect when the price action is not correct and when you should be getting out if you're following someone else's plan you don't know when you should be getting out you don't know when the trade's gone wrong you don't know if or when the price action's going right or wrong so you're setting yourself up for an absolute big loss disaster yeah i think and i've been there i've been there i'm I'm not saying but i it's so different it's or i should say it's so interesting the different mentality when it's your idea versus someone else's idea. I mean, it's like that mind reading effect. You're like, you know, well, what were they thinking? You know, what was Steven thinking? Why did he buy this? Well, he's still in it. Why would I sell even though it's going down? You know, different really, sizes. Yeah. Different, different time frames. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're swing trading a stock, I mean, if your thought is you're going to hold this for a few weeks, who cares if it's down 5% a day, you know? So it's just, timeframes, account sizes, plans, methodologies, you know, different styles. Um, so I know it's hard. Just fight it. Make it your plan. Yeah. Make it your trade. If not, it screws with you men- mentally. You know? Yeah, and you just don't know the picture. Like, I'll never forget. I remember getting a, seeing a chat room thing from Tim Gratani saying, like, people are saying, Tim Gratani's in here. Tim Gratani's in H-E-R, so you have to short it. You have to short it. Then later on, I found out his average was like, one of the best averages I've ever seen. He was like the average of the high of the day yesterday. And he was probably up 10%. But everyone <laughs> else is diving in because they found out he's in it. And then like later on in the day, he cuts it for small profits because he's like, it's not working how I wanted it to. But then everyone who's chased the men's down because they've chased the weakness when he's following a bigger plan. Yeah, perfect example. I mean, alerts. I mean, I don't care if you even do get them real time. I mean, you're probably not going to get the same fill you know, so if you, if you're, if you're in some stock and now, you know, say it's a dollar stock and the alert goes out and it spikes up to 120, the guy that sent the alerts up 20%, if you're buying at 120, you know, you're just probably, you're 
you're buying his shares probably. So yeah, no buying alerts is the fastest way to taking a big loss. That's the best way I can summarize it. It's the fastest way to taking a big loss. Uh, now next, learn from them. Now, yeah. now again, you know, put that Respect alert. Them, yeah. yeah. Put that alert on your chart. When you review say, okay, what happened here? Is this a trade I would make? But man, when it comes to real money, no, no. No, and I love it out of like a respect thing. Like I love watching Tim Sykes' alerts and saying, ah, look, it's that first green day one again. Can I kind of figure out what he's doing so I can get the next one? And with yours, it's like, ah, oh, how does Tim Bourne trade compared to Tim Sykes? It's really good for learning, really good, but just definitely don't trade them. Not, not until it's your plan. Uh, next clip. Number nine, um, my millionaire challenge has already created several millionaire students, and I'm very grateful that these several millionaire students now help me mentor others in the trading challenge. But I only want you to apply if you're truly dedicated. You know, I have several newsletters, but my millionaire challenge is application only. You're not just accepted. Uh, We have to go through a whole rigorous process because it's for dedicated students only. We have no time for lazy people or people with bad attitudes or people who don't value their education. I'm sorry, but, you know, included in this millionaire challenge is live webinars every single week from me and my top millionaire students. Every single week, we're talking two, three, sometimes four live webinars. So we don't want people in that webinar asking, you know, questions that waste our time or saying, hey, this is all nice, but I just want hot stock picks. If you want access to me and my millionaire students, you're going to have to prove that you deserve it. And number 10, I think this is the most important of all. The money is nice, okay? That's why we're all doing this. I wish that we could all just be philosophy majors and just want to learn for the sake of learning. But let's be honest, we're not communists. Money is nice. But the self-sufficiency, the self-confidence, the knowledge, the freedom, and the challenge of succeeding on your own should be what you focus on. And success takes time. So remember to have patience. Do not give up too early. Accept the minor setbacks. Accept little defeats. Lose a battle to win the war. Focus on growing your account knowledge and skill set over time. And you don't have to be perfect. Look at this. I wrote skillet. Skill set. This reminds me of, of something I read in a book a, a while back, and it was about six human needs for happiness. I saw, I saw it on some sort of Tony Robbins thing or something, which I watch it late at night on YouTube while I'm crying myself to sleep. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but it's very, very, very relevant. And the, the six human needs are... Uh, there's four of the body and there's two of the spirit or something like that. And the, the first four... It's, is it's, it's Maslow's hierarchy, No, that's right? Maslow's, hi- Maslow's hierarchy is, is something else. Okay. I know that as well. But, but this one is certainty, uncertainty, significance, and connection. And then the most important two needs of the spirit are, are to grow and to give back. And I think that's what really triggered with me in, in Tim's 10th point like you need to not be in it for the money in the beginning because you're not going to make any money in the beginning. You need to be in it because you can have the self-confidence to think, wow, I'm getting this or wow, I'm getting to the next level or wow, I'm really grown at this. Yeah. I think back to when I was just getting started, you know, I, I talk about this a lot where I would, I did, I mean, I did true paper trading because I would print the charts out and I would mark them up because a lot of the time I was, you know, I, I couldn't follow all day in the beginning. 
business was busy and stuff like that. I would scribble on the, well, I mean, if you've seen my handwriting, scribble is appropriate, but I would write on these charts on what I expected them to do. And man, it was so satisfying and so fun to get there at like five at night, bring up the chart and be like, holy crap, it did what I thought it would do. It broke down here. It broke out there. So you need to have that passion and excitement for it, even if, I mean, I had no money on the line on these trades. I was just writing on a printed out chart. But but yeah, but ultimately, at its at its most basic, I mean, philosophically, I guess, it's it's about you improving your confidence, you developing your self esteem that you can be good at something, you feeling that you've got this hobby that you're growing at, and then at the next level when you do get it, you giving back and improving someone else's life and helping someone else along on their journey and helping them move out of an average life and and developing a better life. This is the whole purpose and this is where you'll get the fulfillment and money will be part of it and money's good, but it's not as good as, as the confidence you get from getting better at something and the gratitude that you get from giving it back. Yeah, I think a great, great way to finish. And I think there is no, I mean, you can talk about athletics, whether it's, you know, lifting weights or CrossFit or running or whatever. I mean, those are all great challenges and they're, you know, great ways to stay healthy, great ways to improve yourself. But man, I mean, I, 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 I'm probably biased, but if you want to truly test your mettle, you know, beyond running like a, you know, Dave Goggins or Cameron Haynes 200-mile marathon, trading is it, man. It is. You can have all these screens. You can have all this software. You can have all this stuff. But ultimately, I mean, it's all right here. Yeah. And it's all that man and the man or woman in the mirror. And if you want a true test, this is it. And it tests of all tests. Yep, yep. No, but honestly, I mean, the thing that I absolutely love about trading is the introspection. Once you, once you've got the knowledge, once see, you've and done that's a great control. that's a great key, and I'll let you go. But damn it, that's what so many don't do. They want to forget about these losses. They, you know, they they don't want to be introspective and review. But, but so remember that. I mean, if you, you took a bad loss today, man, I mean, yeah, you got to move on, but you got to figure out why, or that next loss is just around the corner. Yeah. And, and, but it's just, it's such a period of finding out who you really are. And people say like, when I, when I ran back to back marathons, I found out who I really wasn't. I don't think anything compares to trading for identifying flaws in you as a person, flaws in your personality. And kind of maturing and growing up, and for me at least, it's like, I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing that. I need to change this lifestyle behavior. I need to recognize me mind and be more conscious of what I'm thinking at all times because these are the changes you need to make to become a successful trader. I've, I've come to realize. Word of the podcast, introspection. Comment it on YouTube if you've got, it, if you've got this far. Comment introspection. Let's drill it home. So would like to thank you guys for, and gals, guys and gals for listening to this series. Um, Steve and I have had a lot of fun with it. You know, uh, as I mentioned, we've had uh, 14 episodes. This is the 14th one. Um, there's been a lot of fun, a lot of education, you know, great stuff, especially with Roland Wolf. Um, we had a couple episodes if you missed those, but uh, same thing. I'm going to close the episode with where I finish. Um, if you're, if you're a beginning trader, if you're interested in trading, TraderChecklist.com. It's free. SteadyTrade.com. We're here for free every day, twice a week, some week, or every week, sometimes twice a week. 
absorb as much as you can. Make sure this is right for you. And I mean, if you're not willing to bust ass and you're not willing to be introspective and have that growth mindset and try to get a little bit better every day, maybe it's not for you. But if you are, that's your mindset. You want to get there. You want to get that freedom that I found through trading. You know, you get that growth that Steven's found, then check out traderchecklist.com and we'll see you next episode. Well, I am pretty excited to announce that if you are going to Orlando, Florida, there, there is a absolutely sick, and I don't mean puking sick, I mean sick is how you American guys say it, sick good uh, competition. So, so, unlike the sick you will be Saturday, Sunday, and Monday morning, right? Every morning, every morning. I mean, we, we have a, I'm not sure if this is happening, but we have a, a special slot for steady trade where I will be drinking so much that I'll probably be sick on stage. And I'm excited. I'm going to puke up on the audience. That's, that's pretty disgusting. But let's get into... <laughs> There's a competition coming. And if you're in Orlando, and if you'll be there on the Tim Sex Conference between September 29th and October 1st, you will have the opportunity to audition in person for a competition called the Ultimate Steady Trade Paper Trade Challenge. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Tim? So this is, you know, I thought it was, uh, our producer kind of came up with this idea and I, I was instantly in love with Money. it. Money. So, uh, no, I, it was the producer. It wasn't <laughs> None of your ideas are ever in. They never I, make I it. They like never them. make it. They never I make like it. I like them, but I don't like them. Trust me. We'll but use anyway, it next time. So what, what, what we're going to do is, you know, whether you want to call this the survivor of paper trading, the, uh, the bachelor of paper, paper trading, the dancing with stars of paper trading. Oddly enough, I love dancing with the stars. I know I, I, I typically act all, all gritty and, and, and manly, but I do love dancing with the stars. My daughter and I have watched it forever. But anyway, what we're going to do is take three winners, each, each, each team leader. I guess it would be even more maybe like, I think like the, the voice, where, where I think on the voice, I've never watched it, but the stars kind of mentor the musicians on that. So we're going to give you the opportunity to audition. Um, you got to be at Orlando, but Stephen and I will each have three randomly drawn winners, and then we're going to coach you, mentor you for six months in paper trading and see, basically, remember it's paper trading, so it's not real money, but we're going to see what works better, looking for consistent, repeatable setups or just shorting a bunch of stocks that happen to be up on the day. I mean, and I'm excited because I've never been the captain of any team before. So for me to be allowed to be a captain of a team is just mesmerizing. Uh, so I'm very excited. So pretty much we're going to audition a lot of people on Orlando. We're going to pick six. Three will be on Tim's team. Three will be on my team. They'll be given access if they haven't got it to sucks trade. So we're going to run a six-month paper trading competition. Uh, I guess month by month, people will get eliminated. But one winner will actually have the chance to get a year's free access to stocks that trade pro. So, and yeah, so what we'll, we'll, we'll do, do similar to, again, the survivor getting voted off the island or dancing with the stars or whatever it is, over, over time, the, 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 the participant with the lowest paper trading profits at that time will basically get dropped off the island and then we'll come down to the end where Stephen and I each have a finalist and then that will be the ultimate winner which one, you know, with, whether the one mentored by me or mentored by Steven with the highest profits, paper trading profits, ends up the winner. Yeah, and I mean, and it's obvious because my strategy will just be gung-ho, drive full 
forward fast. Let's accelerate. Let's go in fifth gear, baby. And to be honest, I've got three lives. I've got three people. I don't see them as humans. I don't see them as people. I see them as chances. And I'm just going to go gung home with every one of them. And one of them is going to strike lucky and run. Your little, I, 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 you know, your little steady trade paper traders. Oh, I've made, I've made a little bit more. Oh, oh, I've, made, I, I've, made, I've made another you know, I, I actually appreciate the honesty <laughs> that you're just willing to just burn through these people. With I don't the see them as people. I don't see them. Strategy ever. Not even humans. Just, just not so even you humans can win. To me. <laughs> They're not even humans to me, but one of them will get lucky and you're like, oh, I've a dollar. Oh, I've another dollar. We will be firing on all cylinders and we will burn hard or we will rise high. So I, again, you know, keep in mind, you do have to be in Orlando to enter. You do need to uh, audition and then we'll pick uh, randomly three of, of, of the, the people that audition. And, you know, the more we talk about it, I, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm always positive, goal oriented. You know, I, I strive for success. I came into this feeling pretty good, but at this point with Steven, I kind of feel like, I might win trouble. this thing like three days mm-hmm. in because I, 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 I just feel like you're going to, you're going to, all three of them are going to blow their accounts up the first I don't, week. I don't, I don't, I don't need six months. So when I need one month, I say if losers who lose hard, win big. It's just a few <laughs> minutes around the corner. <laughs> we are due all day and I'm ready for it. Hi, this is Aaron, a.k.a. Double A Ron from New York City. And I like to go outside and find a stray dog. Preferably an aggressive breed like a pit bull or a Rottweiler. Then I get real close, stare it down eye to eye until it starts to chase me. Then I run. That's right, I run while listening to Steven and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast. You can register to win real actual prizes at their website, steadytrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, Give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes. I did, and this is how we say goodbye in New York City.